1: What's going on Colts Nation welcome back to another episode of bring the juice Here, guys Derek and Cody with you as always and guys uh, just disclaimer right off the top of the uh, video here please refrain from talking in the comments as if we don't know that we need to give this video a little bit more time before we can fully 100% say anything uh, we're just going to talk about it because it's something that a lot of people are questioning on whether or not it changes a lot of people's perspectives on Ballard and Urse going forward. So we're just giving the people what they want, okay? So we got to talk about this, Cody, because we've been talking about it in secret for like the last month, really, while the Colts have kind of figured uh, out this whole process for this coaching search. And, you know, there were people that were, you know, up in arm, saying that if the Colts made the wrong decision here or what fans deemed to be the wrong decision at the coaching hire, then there were a lot of people that were saying these two need to get the heck out of here, or I'm going to remain a not a non Colts fan from here on out, or Jim Ursay should sell the team, like because he's just too power corrupt. You know, like that's what we've' we're hearing over the last month of the Colts taking forever to figure out who their next head coach would be. Right. So after the Colts have officially hired Shane Steichen, what's your perception on Ballard and Ursa and how they handled this situation?
2: (laughs) Yeah, it's a, it's a topic that's very, very interesting uh, just because we've seen, the emotions just let everywhere, you know, everywhere. And it seems like they've kind of calmed down a little bit after the Steichen hire was announced a week ago from when we we're recording. So on, uh, I guess on a Sunday when it was, when it was leaked there, that Steichen, uh, would become the next Colts head coach. Um, you know, I think some fans have kind of chilled out a little bit, but it was getting to the extremes where there was people, you know, there was that petition for goodness sakes that, you know, like do not hire Jeff Saturday. Do not hire. like it was I've never seen Colts Nation come together and just be so pretty much in the same camp where it's like, no, like this is where we're going to put our foots down a little bit. We're going to put our feet down a little bit and be like, absolutely not. Like, well, this is not something that's going to happen. And so my, my, my perception is that it has cooled off a little bit. Fans are a little bit more chill and optimistic now. Not everybody is. You'll always have the naysayers, always have the people who, don't like a hire no matter heck if you hired the next, you know, Bill Walsh, you know, they wouldn't like it. Um, there's just there's just those people out there. So you can never make everybody happy, but it seems like the majority of the fan base is pretty happy with this hire overall. And I think one of the big concerns that I think not just fans had, but even the media had, whether it was local media, whether it was, you know, national media, it was like, is Ursay becoming his dad? Like is he becoming more of that power corrupt, power hungry type of, you know, owner who's really becoming a Jerry Jones-esque, Jerry Jones-esque kind of leader, right? Kind of kind of GM, kind of, you know, kind of GM, owner. It's kind of weird. like. Uh, but I think for what we've seen and, and with the report that came out before the Stike and Hire was official was that, you know, Ursae is going to let Ballard make this decision. That's something that Ursay has been very vocal about in the past, right? About letting that process happen. Let your GM get his guy. And so, when we saw him basically overstep the GM and go with a guy like Jeff Saturday, I mean, Fowler's making that decision. That's not happening, right? Bubba Ventrone's probably your, your coach the rest of the year. But yeah, when I, when I see that and, and when Colts fans see that, you know, it just, it, it makes you question some things like, man, is this a dysfunctional organization? Is this an organization that I want to support? Right. You know, like those kind of questions that come up and like, People question people's, you know, fandom, I guess. You've seen that a lot. It's like, you're not a true fan no matter what happens. But I kind of look at it like this, Derek. You can be a true fan and want the best and disagree with decisions. That's what a lot of people were doing. Now, there were some people that were taking it to the extreme. For sure, there were. But I think for the most part, fans were just like, you hired this guy. You've talked highly about this guy, Ballard. Let him do his job. You know, if you're going to keep him around. Don't just have him be a lame duck, right? Don't just have him sit there because Ballard won't sit there. I, I know that Ballard wouldn't do that. If, if he was, you know, taking his, you know, basically overstepped again, who knows, man, if he would stay in Indianapolis. So, oh, sorry, that was kind of a longer ramble, but, like, that's kind of the sense I get is, like, people are now like, okay, we can breathe a little bit. Jeremy Irsay is not as power-hungry as we might have feared, you know? Like, he's actually going to, you know – maybe hopefully settle back into the kind of the role he's been previous to this. So, yeah, I kind of get the sense that like the fandom, you know, obviously it's early. We've talked about that, but I get the sense that the fandom is willing to be patient, knowing that rookie head coach, rookie quarterback, like it's going to probably take a couple of years to get back into hopefully contention. Right. And I think fans are just honestly relieved in the fact that like, Oh, gosh, not another retread finally, you know? There's finally some hope for the future. And I think fans, and we certainly feel that way too, it's like, we're finally, you mean we're finally going to have a quarterback that lasts beyond a year? Like, sign me up for that, man. So I think a lot of fans are optimistic about the future. Now, obviously, when the Colts select their quarterback, there's going to be people that, that disagree with it. Whether it, no matter who the quarterback is, there's going to be questions. There's going to be people who hate the move, I think it's the worst thing ever. The culture screwed for the next five to ten years. That that's inevitable. But it definitely feels like for the most part, the fans are like, okay, you know, we have a we have a coach that we like who's developed some quarterbacks. And we've seen, unfortunately, how important the quarterback position is. And uh, we've seen it on the flip side. We were blessed for so many years with great quarterback play. And now uh, we haven't had that for the last five years. So Yeah, I I think the fans are re-energized a little bit. I mean, Derek, it was a draining process (laughs) really from the start, you know, from when when Frank Wright got hired to really get to even point back earlier to week one, right? Like it was just draining, but it really started to take like full effect whenever Frank Wright got fired, you know, Jim Irsay oversteps, Jeff Saturday gets hired. And then the Colts proceed to win one game and then get just embarrassed themselves every other week. So and then the coaching search drags on even further. So it's like Colts fans, we all need to take a vacation, I think. We all feel it. Like let's all <laughs> go down down south, man. Um, and take a couple weeks off here. But yeah, that's kind of the sense I get. Am I on point there? I know I rambled a lot, so sorry, I kind of lost my train of thought a few times, kind of went oh, down okay. a few rabbit holes, but
0: Just go to indeed.com slash blue wire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about indeed on this podcast. That's indeed.com slash blue wire terms and conditions apply need to hire you need indeed.
2: Yeah, that's kind of my thoughts
1: on it. It's all good, man. You know, this is kind of one of those rambling, uh, rambling episodes where, you know, you're just kind of trying to think of everything going on. I mean, the thing is, is everyone thought there was dysfunction within the organization just simply due to the fact that Ursay just did something that he had never done before and something we just haven't seen from Indianapolis in a long time. And, you know, because things were unraveling so fast, it just didn't seem like something that was very Indianapolis-esque, you know, and that's why it felt so much different than where we have been before. Obviously, you think back to them firing him and bringing in Jeff Saturday, and then, of course, that doesn't work out. And then throughout this entire coaching process, we've had to hear the national media saying that they truly believe that Jeff Saturday is going to be remaining the head coach of the Indianapolis Colts. Then, you know, every it just felt like a long process because the majority of fans did not want this. and everyone's like, oh, the only reason why it's happening is because Jim ursay has got all the control, all the power, and he's the only one that's really matters here in this equation. I think that it's just been a long roller coaster to where fans are so angry about how the season ended. It's still continuing throughout the long process of feeling like we're just stuck in rock bottom. I'll just say this, if you're the Colts with Chris Ballard and Jim Ursay. clearly you're not going to get back on everyone's great side right off the bat. But the best way to start gaining some people's trust back, and I know that we've started, they've started to gain a little bit of our trust back and a bunch of other content creators and quite a bit of the fan base too with this hire. That's the thing. You just had to go out and get this decision right. You had to go and get the guy. Right, And I, I'll honestly, I'll sit here and I'll say that I honestly think that in the long term, I think the Colts ended up getting the best uh, head coach hiring done right now. Honestly, I, I think about it long term. I don't think Frank Reich's going to do better than Shane Steichen in the long term. I don't think Sean Payton's going to do as well in uh, Denver in the long term. And I know John Gannon ain't doing it with the Cardinals. And you know, I love D'Amico Ryan's, but I don't necessarily think that he's going to catapult them to the top of the division for many years. I just think that this was a this was the best thing to do if you are uh, Chris Ballard or Jim Irsay to try to gain some people's trust back. You had to get this move correct, and against the notions of Colts Nation, they took their time with this move, and it ended up working out for them in the long term. Uh, And I think it really is going to be a great thing for the Indianapolis Colts getting this higher. Now, the ultimate question is, do they continue to get better from here? Do they keep being uh, the conservative, you know, guys who just don't take that big step or are they going to change some things up, make this team a little better? It, because the funny thing is, Cody, I talk to people and they keep telling me like all these Colts fans, they keep saying, I still don't trust Ballard. I still don't trust Ballard. I don't believe he's going to change. And, you know, I keep telling people like, listen, before, I don't feel like he had to change. I mean, cause Jim Earth let him get away with too much for too long. And now, I mean, what you saw from this last year, the team clearly was not up to par, uh, as it should have been. I mean, Listen, I mean, the thing, the crazy part is, is this team was in the playoffs in 2022, near the playoffs in 2021, then was a bottom five team in the entire NFL the next year with the same coach, relatively the same staff, and improvements on defense. So, why is it that the team completely fell apart? Well, obviously, the coaching had quite a bit to do with it, but a lot of it also had to do with the fact that you failed to address the offensive side of the football a lot of ways. And that's where Chris Ballard effed up. And that's why he's going to have to do it better this time around. So I don't think he can afford to be conservative here, Cody. I think if you're, gonna, if you're going to win the fan base back, you're going to try to be more aggressive going forward. You're going to try to make a few more moves. And if you're going to go down, you're going to go down uh, saying that you tried to make changes.
2: Yeah, and I think sometimes what Ballard has done and it's weird because it kind of betrays his core philosophy of building on the offensive and defensive lines, right? Is like he's put blind faith in some young guys, right? You think about that. Like you allowed, you know, Denico Watry and Justin Houston to go a couple years ago and you know, they're still contributing at a decent level. Like they're still good players and your your defensive line's really not Better right from where it was um at all it might have you know i even say it dropped off from where it was and then last year with the offensive line right i mean you're not you're telling me you couldn't sign re-sign one of you know the two guys chris reed or mark glowinski and you put your f- blind faith in danny penter who got benched a couple weeks into the season like just those kind of things where it's like i understand trusting your staff to develop some guys at the end of the day man you need some of those vet guys in there you can't just do that sometimes, right? I mean, Danny Penter played well at center, but never had any experience at guard. So what makes you think he's just going to come in and be a great guard right away? It's two completely different positions, right? Now, if we're talking about center, I can see a little bit more of that. But like, you know, some of those things, some of those questionable decisions where you're like, for as much as you preach about the offensive defensive line, you've certainly let some really good players get away from you for not that much money. Not that much extra, I guess, from what it would have taken to bring them back. So, you know, I'm talking more about Autry in that situation. But, like, Chris Reed didn't cost you hardly anything. Now you know, Golinski maybe was a little bit more. But, like, yeah. I mean, you just abandoned some of those things. And so, um, you know, one thing I talked about, you know, when you talked about, like, the trust thing. I think there's going to be definitely some people who it's going to take a long time for them to ever even think about being back in the Pro Ballard camp. Because, Think about what the Colts were selling fans, Derek, back at the start of 2021. All right, we got Jonathan Taylor, who just had a great second half of his rookie season. We got Michael Pittman, who had a really good, you know, you know, uh, second half of his season. Oh gosh, okay, we bring in now a a new starting quarterback who's dynamic, right? Who's going to make plays with his legs? Who's going to give us a vertical passing game? Uh, You know, we have a defense that we really like, and all these sorts of things, and you for a large majority the team was successful Derek the team was successful and you were two games out of the you' one game out of the playoff with two games left and you blew it and then it translated to this season it looked like you just that that was the team after that after that Jacksonville game that was the Colts team from then on and nothing changed it was just really weird and kind of bizarre how that happened and so Colts fans were were thinking and, and fed a lot of times Super Bowl Right. Super Bowl. That's what it's going to be. And if not, certainly AFC South. Absolutely. And you go from not just not winning the, a- the Super Bowl or the AFC South to being a top four team in draft order. That is a drastic change from what you were trying to sell a couple years ago. It's just bizarre. It's just absolutely bizarre. And, you know, one of the things you talked about, like with this team uh, and just the I think for me, the biggest thing is like, is this team still soft? You know, is it still soft this next year? Because let's be honest, Derek, this team's been soft for too many years under Frank Reich. And Chris Ballard has a part in that too. You know, the Colts had not won a opening game in that whole tenure. Frank Reich won zero opening games in his years as the Indianapolis Colts head coach. That's that's crazy. Never won a division title. It's like there's so much the Colts like said they were going to do, but failed to deliver on. So I understand why some fans, even now, they don't trust Ursae and they certainly don't trust Ballard. I understand.
1: Yep, absolutely. All right, well, that's going to do it for this one, guys. Let us know your thoughts on Ballard and Ursay. How do you guys feel about these two going into the offseason and after this hire of Shane Steichen as the head coach? Let us know your thoughts. Thank you guys again so much for all the support. And as always, guys, go Colts.